You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's bring in uh, Tommy Beer. He uh, covers all things NBA for Forbes and uh, talking all things Knicks. Tommy, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for spending some time with us on this uh, Saturday afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing better than the Knicks starting five. Let's, let's just say that. <laughs> who are who are the Knicks starting five, Tommy? Break it down for us, because we don't know. We don't know at this point. I mean, man, it is uh, it has not been pretty. Um, yes, you know, uh, there's been some some ob- obviously some positives. And looking at the big picture, Knicks are still seven and six overall. Um, you know, one game above five hundred. But that five and one start sure seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Either? It, it does. It does. So, you know, and, and I opened up the show talking about the Knicks. We got a ton of calls and, you know, a lot of Knicks fans calling in with, with obviously with some major concerns considering they've lost five of their last seven. But I think a big reason why is because they did start so well, right? And the feel and the vibe was, oh, man, all right, maybe defensively they're struggling, not what they were last year, but, man, they're killing it with a three-point shot and Walker and Fournier. Oh, man, this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, boom, the rug was pulled out from beneath us. What in in your assessment? What what has changed from the start of the season till now? Like what what has gone wrong? Yeah, I think that you got to start first and foremost with the with the starting unit, as I mentioned. Um, they are they are not playing just poorly this season. They are the worst five man unit in the NBA. Um, they're allowing over fifteen points per uh, one hundred possessions, um, which is, is almost unheard of. Um, and it really stands out in stark contrast when you compare that to the bench unit of Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, and Alex Burks. They've actually they're outscoring their opponents by outscoring their opponents by 20 points per 100 possessions. So it's really been a, a you know a, a tale of two cities uh, for the Knicks as they're concerned. Um, you know, then you have the, the the inability to defend the three point line. Um, that's something that I that I've kind of talked a lot about this year. Is um, they've given up more wide open three point attempts than any other team in the NBA this year. Um, so you 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 know you combine that factor with the offensive struggles, especially lately of R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, uh, Fournier, after that strong start, you know, 32 points in the first game. I was just looking at the numbers. He had 32 points and six three-pointers in that opening night uh, win over the Celtics. In the last four games combined, he has 33 points and five three-pointers. Um, he hasn't played a minute in the fourth quarter in five of the Knicks' last five contests. Um, so, yes, there's issues kind of, you know, bubbling underneath the surface, um, and uh, this week presents a good opportunity for the Knicks to kind of get back on track, reestablish themselves. They, got, they, they play only three times in the next eight days. All three games are at home. All three games are, are winnable games. Uh, they got the, the Magic, the Pacers, and the Rockets next weekend, so those are all teams with sub-500 records. But again, based on the way they played, uh, their inability, just the, the kind of lack of energy and enthusiasm that they've played with of late has kind of been alarming. Um, so you can't really hand the Knicks any victories at this point in time. You know, I, and, and again, just fielding calls and, and sharing the thoughts of, of another, another number of Knicks fans out there with you, and that is, oh, this is, the, this is the track record for Tibbs, right? He comes into an organization, he's got a great first year, and then it all falls by the wayside. Uh, whether it's that you know, um, you know his his coaching style is and his practice style is is too grueling. Uh, he loses the bunch early. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, is is there any? Are are you getting any kind of feel, any kind of vibe from the guys in in that regard? Is there a concern here in regard to Tibbs' coaching styles to why we've seen this uh, this fall off as of late? Yeah, look. 
it, it's a fair it's a fair assessment. It's a it's a fair concern. Um, I don't think I'd I'd kind of lean in that direction as of yet. Um, the teams, you know, all, all the guys still seem to be holding the rope. They're fighting. They're saying the right things, at least publicly. No one's complaining about minutes or shot attempts or anything along those lines. Um, they all seem committed. Um, but then again, you know, the results speak for themselves. There's something going on with that first unit. Um, they don't, they don't, they're not playing with the lack of urgency. Um, body language seems a little bit off. So that, that's going to raise those questions, and those are fair questions. Because um, if we're going to praise Tibbs, uh, you know, for the turnaround, you know, to finishing 10 games over 500 his first year, um, it's fair to, to, to kind of question if he's, you know, um, you know, leading the ship the right way now. Um, but again, uh, it's still early in the season. Um, the same team that finished 10 games over 500 was four games under 500, 25 games into the season. Um, they've had some kind of, uh, you know, they, they, they've obviously prioritized making three-pointers and attempting three-pointers this season, and they haven't been falling down. Um, so, you know, Fournier gets hot. Um, obviously, we saw Kemba play well yesterday. Um, you know, and again, the bench unit, they do have a solid bench unit. They have plenty of depth. Um, maybe they bring in some of the rookies, you know, let McBride get a couple minutes, let Grimes get some minutes. Um, you know, we'll kind of see how that plays itself out. But there still are options. There's, this is still a talented team, a well-coached team. So um, is, is concern understandable? Yes. Um, is it time to panic? I, I'd probably hold off a little bit on that. You know, it's evident, and you talk about their three-point shooting and how great it was at the start of the season, uh, and, and then you look and, and you see where they are defensively, far from where they were last season as well, so you exchange one for the other. Um, just out of curiosity, Tommy, and, and you know, if, would you rather have um, a better three-point shooting team or a better – would you rather have a top-five three-point shooting team or would you rather have a top-five defense in the NBA where the state of the NBA is right now? Yeah, it's a good question, and I think the Knicks. I think it's. I think fans should be encouraged that the Knicks front office, coaching staff, have embraced kind of this new, um, you know, the direction of the NBA, which is to, you know, um, looking at the numbers and and the teams that that make and take more three pointers tend to be more successful. Obviously, you, you wouldn't like the, the the major extremes where you're making more threes but also giving up a ton more. Um, so if the Knicks can kind of tighten the screws and get down some of uh, you know, kind of adjust the foundational aspects of the defense. I think another thing important to recognize, uh, to be fair, is that they played Giannis twice. They played it deep one time. And those defensive, going into the game, the defensive philosophy from Tibbs is to double down on Embiid, you know, create a wall in the paint, not let Giannis beat you. And they've kind of hold, held those guys in check. The opposite, you know, the opposite of the spectrum is that you're going to give up open threes if you clock the paint. Um, so, so the Knicks have been hurt in that respect. Um, but yeah, all things considered, I think there's, um, I think again, I think that fans should be encouraged by that their willingness to at least experiment. You know, a lot of folks when Tibbs was hired say, oh, he's an old school coach. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to uh, uh, be willing to kind of expand his coaching philosophy and, and ex- embrace, uh, you know, new analytics. But uh, to their credit, um, they've experiment- experimented with some new things and um, we'll see if they can kind of, um, you know, get some of the good with the bad, uh, increase their three-point percentage rate and uh, start making some threes, and then, but on the other end of the ball, prevent teams from killing from downtown. Tommy Beer joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. You can see his work all over Forbes covering all things NBA. Um, last question for you before we let you go, and that is, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the record right now, the records in the Eastern Conference, and a lot of parody here, right? Like, uh, Brooklyn Nets, you know, nine and four, Washington, Chicago, Cleveland, Philadelphia, eight wins. 
the Miami Heat, Toronto, the Knicks, Charlotte, seven wins. I mean, there there is some time here to figure this out, and you want to be optimistic and, and positive that eventually the Knicks will, and all of this will come together. You know, but but again, very different. Like you know, considering the way that let's say the, the Lakers started the season, right? The Lakers started not so great, not so hot. A lot of criticism, Westbrook. And of course, as we know, uh, you've got LeBron who got injured. So, you know, I, I just, I, I think the panic button where we are right now is because, again, the Knicks started so hot and then, and then haven't been doing great as of late compared to other teams that maybe, like the Nets as well. Listen, the Nets were having a tough time at the start of the season. The Bucks were having a hard time at the start of the season as well. But you see them kind of coming together. I just, I'm just trying to get that message out to our Knicks listeners. Like, let's slow our roll. Let's not get our panties in a bunch. Like, let's just let's see how this plays out. Agree or disagree with me, Tommy? Agree. There's there is plenty of time. But even as as as, as Tib said earlier this week, you know, 20 games gets to 30 games quickly, gets to 40 games even quicker. And the other thing that you mentioned that I think is important to note, and I'm sure that Knicks fans have taken note of it, is that Eastern Conference is vastly improved than it has been. You know, it's been, always been kind of the little brother for the last you know, 10 years or so, or even two decades or so. Um, there's a lot of improved teams in the East. We saw the Hornets, you know, beat the Knicks last night. The Bulls, as you mentioned, uh, playing at, uh, you know, they're obviously much improved. The Wizards have one of the best records in the NBA. Um, so there, you, you don't want to lose winnable games. That's why this kind of upcoming three-game stretch is more important than it would be in a typical year. Um, the Knicks do have the benefit of, you know, the, the, the revamped playoff format where you only have to be one of the top ten teams to qualify for that playing tournament. Um, but ideally, you want to be one of the top six teams so your season doesn't come down to a you know one or two game series. Um, so that there there is concern there, um, and that's why you want to kind of button things up right away. Get you know get get control of things sooner rather than later, um, because again, there's not too many in years past. There'd be plenty of winnable games in the schedule. That's just not the case this season with the vastly improved Eastern Conference. Tommy, thank you so much again. Appreciate your time. Uh, awesome to have you join us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. My pleasure, Nita. Have a great weekend. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.